What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Check out our Instagram page for our Maldives giveaway. Find the post for the Maldives giveaway for all the details on how you can enter to win a trip to the Maldives. Also, I would like to urge you, if you are listening to this podcast episode online on our website, TravelCouplePodcast.com, I urge you to go to uh, the Apple Podcast app, to go to Google Play, or to go to Stitcher and subscribe to our podcast. It's the best way that you can help us share this message. Also, speaking of sharing this message of the Travel Couple Podcast, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash to the nations worldwide to find out how you can help us spread this message of this podcast. The best way you can help us is to share this with your friends and family. Thank you so much for helping out. In today's episode, we are joined by Jesse and Lauren of The Wandering Stews. They're an American travel couple who quit their corporate jobs in 2016 and went on a backpacking trip through Southeast Asia. We talk with them about their backpacking adventure and their journey from making the decision to quit their jobs and travel for eight months all the way to coming back home. You can follow their journey at wanderingstews.com. So without further ado, here's our interview with Jesse and Lauren. Today we are joined by Jesse and Lauren of The Wandering Stews. They are an American travel couple who quit their corporate jobs in 2016, sold some stuff, and placed their lives on hold in order to go backpacking through Southeast Asia and Nepal. You can follow their journey at wanderingstews.com. Hello, Jesse and Lauren, and welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So let us just get started by uh, getting to know the two of you a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do. Um, well, currently, I um, am a marketing project manager. Um, so obviously, we're back from Asia and Nepal. Um, mm-hmm. Started the whole career thing again, um, so I kind of picked up where I left off. Um, but yeah, long story short, I am a marketing project manager. Um, and then uh, I do some consulting from home, and then I also um, I also help start a restaurant and like a wholesale a wholesale food manufacturer um, doing uh, doing pot stickers actually. So it's a it's a gourmet pot sticker company. So it's been a it's been a fun project to start. Nice. Um, getting back. Awesome. Very cool. So how did the how about the two of you? How did the two of you meet? Uh, so we met in college. We, we both went to Missouri State and. Um, and uh, we were just like we were friends at first. Uh, we're we're a couple years apart, so one could say that I was the cool junior walking down the street. <laughs> um, and uh, and I don't know, like we we were friends for about a year or so before we like seriously started dating. And I just kind of uh, I think I don't know. We just he handed me a beer at a party. I, I handed her a beer at a party. <laughs> gotcha. I wish we had a more romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, gotcha. 
I would say our first our first date is probably the most notable thing for us, which was our first date was at Wendy's. Like the so. fast food restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, but we were just friends, um, fraternity, sorority kind of thing, and um, the rest is history, so to speak. Awesome. And then uh, years down the road, you guys get married. Did you guys do a destination wedding for this, or how did you guys go about that? So, yeah, so we stayed we stayed in St. Louis, um, where, where we're from, uh, for the wedding and everything. And then we uh, we did a short, like, a short honeymoon. Uh, afterwards, we went out to uh, Montana and uh, just did some hiking and visited some friends out there for, like, five days because that was – that was only a couple months before we were actually planning our our longer trip to uh, to go to Southeast Asia. So, where did this travel fit into your lives? Have you guys always wanted to travel the world? Did one kind of influence the other? How did this work out? I would say for sure the latter. Um, so, Lauren has always had like the travel bug, and has always had this like sense of adventure. My dream um, job is to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, and so I always like to, I always like to kid because we've been together, we've been together for 10 years this October. Um, so when we were traveling, I always like to kid saying it took her, it took her eight years to convince me that this was a good idea. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it was, it was definitely an awesome idea. It's, it's changed me completely. And, um, and yeah, it's really just opened my eyes to the world. And, and I'm glad that she was the one that helped me see that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my, I think, I think, I don't know why, but uh, I've just been like infatuated with the idea of like faraway places, like as long as I can remember, be it, you know, uh, different religions, different beliefs, different cultures, you know, different beaches on the other side of the world, just the whole unknown of everything was this spark for me to um, kind of see those far and crazy places. And I feel like I read a quote like ages ago and it said like for those who or the world is a book for those who don't travel only read one page and that resonated. It was like the uh, like the light bulb went off in my head. And um, I don't know, ever since then, I've just been like daydreaming, of, <laughs> daydreaming <laughs> of somewhere else. Yeah, it, it, it's such a interesting dynamic when you have one. uh one side of the couple kind of influencing influencing and opening this whole world of travel to the other side of the couple. And it, it plays a really uh, interesting dynamic in the relationship and in travel. And I want to touch on that a little bit later in the interview. But first, let's just dive into our uh, talking about, a little bit about your travels. So I like to talk uh, start this segment by asking you a simple two-word question. But for okay. so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? <laughs> that's a good, that's... Uh, can I just can I just say well why not yeah yeah <laughs> two word answer um, it's just really like I mean for me that kind of came from it with with not the urge to do it and kind of was you know uh, given that urge by Lauren I would say it's just there's so much the world has to offer and there's like it really comes down to like our perspective and what it can, what travel can do to that perspective. At least that's my personal opinion. It's, it's, it's when you go outside of the United States, um, and you go to these other countries and you, you see culture, you talk to people from different places. And even when you like meet people, when you're in a different place, but you're meeting people from other places, like we're in Asia, but we're meeting like people from England, you know, just learning how other people travel and how other people live. It just, it opens your eyes, um, to just everything. I really like, that's for me 
that's what travel, why travel, and that's that's really why it's just the perspective and the the world the worldly view that you can you can get right. from it. Mm-hmm. I agree, but you know, I I think just kind of how the world is, what the world is now, and it can be like a scary place. And I also think traveling shows you how not scary even the scariest places are. Um, I think it's a really humbling experience, and it's like, quite honestly, it's just good for your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very awesome points. Uh, really interesting, too, to hear the two different sides of it. So where were the two of you last? Where are you right now, and where are you traveling to next? So la- oh, we got uh, we were in Morocco. We came back this past Tuesday. Tuesday. So we just got back from Morocco. We were in Morocco and Spain like 10 days um we're at home in the good old midwest of the united states st louis missouri um and next um we honestly we're gonna try and focus on knocking out a few states um i think the one thing that we've learned from abroad is there have been so many europeans that have seen more of the united states than we have um so uh we have some family trips coming up in florida we're gonna try and get out to taos new mexico Glacier National Park has been on our bucket list for forever. Um, we actually, the other day, talked about renting an RV and, like, doing a West Coast road trip. So we we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually exactly what me and Natalie have been thinking. Like, uh, me, we're from Canada. We're in based in Toronto, and we just yeah, haven't seen enough of Canada as it is. And maybe that's kind of next on our list to to be able to rent an RV and, and go across country or uh, see even a little bit of the states. But um, you guys went to Morocco and I want to touch on that a little bit because we our last trip was kind of our kind of our last trip was in Morocco. So what did you guys do when you were there? So we we um, we went to three different cities when we were in Morocco. We we uh, spent time in Marrakesh, Fez, and then Chefchaouen, mm-hmm. new city. And uh, we just, you know, when we were in those cities, we just kind of absorbed ourselves in the culture. We didn't, like, have a whole lot of plans since it was, like, a shorter trip. We just wanted to, like, get into the cities. Uh, we One of the best things we did probably was in Fez, we, we had, like, a tour guide for the day and kind of took us all through the Medina, which is, like, was just mind-blowing to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, the old quarter of, of Fez and just the the endless alleyways of where people are living, working and playing and, and it, their whole life is there. It just, it was, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the the Medina is insane in Fez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it, the tour guy was kind of, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm the stubborn one where I'm like, we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to like, not, we're going to try and blend like locals, not get a tour guide. And then I remember we tried walking to dinner like the night we got there, and I like, looked at Jesse and I was like, "We're gonna get tour guide." Yeah. <laughs> I was like amazed. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "We're gonna get in so many fights if we try and navigate this ourselves." <laughs> and that's the thing: the, the amount of times because we did the same thing. We had a tour guide for the day, and uh, the amount of times that uh, he got stopped by tourists that were lost and were trying to find their way out. It was, like it, it was almost like ten times. Like people yeah, were coming up to him. Crazy. I yeah. mean, but yeah. So you guys have been to Fez, but like I feel like Fez made made us feel like I don't know. Like we were like like went back in time like centuries ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you guys go to the tannery? We did. We, we did, did. Yeah. With our little mint leaves. Yes. <laughs> yes. We hadn't forgot the smell. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> 
And, and what about Chef Chuan? What was your uh, your impression of that? That like, what did you think of that city? So, uh, one, like, I, it, I feel like it met, like, you know, you see pictures and places, and like, you go to places, and you're like, wah wah wah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually feel like it really lived up to my expectation. Um, like, it was a freaking blue city. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was actually surprised. Um, like, it was touristy like don't get me wrong but there was a lot of local people still there and I think I was really pleasantly surprised at that like it wasn't like completely overrun mm-hmm. where like Airbnbs had just like taken over and just like cost of living became unrealistic and you know what I mean like yeah so but we we liked it yeah we went during a, a very um a time where all the Spanish people from Spain were coming down for tourism so it was pretty busy then, but we made friends with the local and he took us around. It was pretty fun, but we didn't get to see Marrakesh. So what happened in Marrakesh? Marrakesh is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's not, what, what we would have probably liked to do more and what's nice about Marrakesh is the the closeness it is to like the Atlas Mountains and the Sahara. So you can we, – we didn't get a chance to do that because we, we were short on time, but that would probably be the big – the big takeaways if you're going to Marrakesh is, is being able to do some couple like two three day trips um, into the Sahara or into the Atlas Mountains. Um, and that's a beach town. I'm going to butcher Asoria or something. I'm sure if anybody's mm-hmm. listening that's been there is like laughing. But yeah, like to Jesse's point, it's it's kind of a good little hub. And there's and don't get us wrong, like there was a few like little gems that we found that we liked. But I think when we compared it to Fez or Chef Chouan, Marrakesh was like third on the list. Yeah, gotcha. And if there was like, I mean, with with Marrakesh, if there was like a in the in this town of Marrakesh, like the thing to do is go to the like the like the Medina, the the local market, and just find yourself in like a rooftop cafe and mm-hmm. kind of watch. Like get there kind of early, like shortly after lunch, you can actually watch them set up all the big tents and everything from like a rooftop and just and just get a view because there's everything. You know, there's the there's the juice stands, there's the setting up of the restaurants, there's the snake, snake charmers. <laughs> Gotcha. So yeah, there's a whole variety of like just kind of the world going by, uh, and, and you can get a good glimpse of it from the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morocco just blew us away. And then did you guys take the ferry over to Spain, or did you take the ferry from Spain over to Morocco? So we actually we flew from Spain to Morocco. Okay. Since we were short on time, we just we were just so we flew our international flights flew us into Barcelona, and we we flew from Barcelona to Marrakesh. And then when we went to Fez, we actually took the train, which was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a what was it seven hour six hour train? It was like it ended up being eight. I don't yeah, remember, um, but yeah, yeah. So we just took the train from Marrakesh to Fez, um, and then did our stayed in Fez for a couple of days. Did a did a like a day trip up to Chefchaouen, and then um, back down to Fez, where we flew out of there back to Barcelona. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I could talk to you guys forever about Morocco. <laughs> it, it definitely is a country that really left an impression on, on us for sure. We, um, we, we but, can talk more offline. Yeah. <laughs> but moving this interview on, uh, how about you guys have traveled uh, quite a bit quite a bit together. So how what has been your most rewarding travel experience together? Um, so I think, well, together, I mean, we were like thinking about that, like, for me personally, it was, um, we were, when we were in Nepal and just, we like hiked the Annapurna circuit and we were in the Himalayas and, um, 
just like there was there was this one point when we were I think we were like 4,600 meters or no 4,200 meters um, altitude, and I'm looking like up into the sky and like to like my right side it's pitch black, and then to my left it like the sun is still setting. So it's just like this. I, th- I feel like I was on top of the world, mm-hmm. I and mean, like, like literally, I guess I was. And um, it was just this incredible. I, I, I love the outdoors. So a little background on me is like I love hiking. I love being outside. So that was like a, the kind of the aha moment. Like this is all really making sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, uh, it was right like in the beginning of our trip. A few weeks in, we were we were in Myanmar. And I'm the kind of person where I just like digest everything and I look at pictures and all, all that stuff. So when we were in Myanmar, I was like, we're going to Inlay Lake and we're doing the sunrise boat tour because I'm going to see the Infanon fishermen. And it was the most beautiful sunrise I'd ever seen. And the fishermen came and did this, they're like beautiful crazy talented pose that they do and I started crying (laughs) I'm not not like a sentimental like weepy windy or whatever I just started crying and Jesse was like what is wrong and I just looked at him and I was like I'm so happy and I think it was just the like culmination of like we quit our job like we did it like we saved money we quit our jobs we bought that one-way ticket and we're here and I think it took a few weeks for it to not feel like a vacation Mm -hmm. for it like to hit me and I think it was just that moment where you were just like wow I actually like we, we like we was like that whole like euphoria of like we did it mm-hmm. yeah and that that is quite the accomplishment and to be able to you know move on from your jobs and to be able to take that trip definitely uh, is quite the accomplishment so obviously you guys have a lot of different experiences together but getting into uh, more of the lighter side Potentially, what was your most <laughs> awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience together? Uh, one that always sticks oh, out um, when we were we were actually in Myanmar in Yangon, and um, we were we were staying in like this homestay, and it was kind of like if they had like shared dorm, shared rooms, and everything, and a, sh- a big shared bathroom. This is so embarrassing. And Lauren was like, she was starting to get a little, you know, tired of like squatters. Of the no, I hadn't, I hadn't used it yet. Oh, you yeah, hadn't used it yet. Okay, got it. We were in Thailand, and Thailand had like regular okay, toilets. Okay, got it. So, so, yeah, yeah. so we like go. We're there's this like shared bathroom, and she goes to it, and then like does it, and like kind of has a funky has a funky smell and everything. And so <laughs> she goes back, and she's like, "Oh my god, it was like the worst experience ever." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Well, there's squatters here." And I was like, "Why didn't you just use the regular toilet?" And across the bathroom in the other stalls, they were like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like the whole time she was using the squatters and I was using the normal toilet. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, but I actually think it was like a day or two after because I think I finally broke down and started complaining to Jesse. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. no. And um, so, but whatever. If, so I I am, I guess, a semi-pro at using squatters. <laughs> if that's something to be proud of, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's that's a good story. Now turning this into another direction, um, there's also some negative stories that come out of traveling. Uh, what has been your worst travel experience? Uh, for both of us, it was different times that we got sick. Uh, that's just like you know, you're. I think as a human, you can like be pretty tolerable of like anything that's thrown your way, but then when your body starts to like shut down, it 
gets close to impossible. And um, being sick is one of those things. And um, the moment, like early in our, our travel in 2016, when we were in Nepal, we were like, or 2017. <laughs> oh, I'm my years mixed up. But um, we were in Nepal, and um, Lauren got really sick, like some sort of like intestinal bacteria. Yeah, though they, um, they, they thought they had Giardia um, or whatever it was. But we were like way up in the mountains and we had to like hike down. And we were, and fortunate, we were with this really cool group that we'd made friends with. And for the first couple of days that we were hiking back down, like we were, we all shared her pack, like carrying it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could just, you know, walk. Yeah, I was really weak. I was fainting. She was weak and yeah. It was, and, um, it was one of those moments. I'm being, now I can laugh at it and me being dramatic. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm yeah. going to die uh-huh. on this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was it was really intense, and I mean, for the first couple of days hiking back down, she was just just wanted my mom. Yeah, just wanted my mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I mean, but we got through it, and fortunately, we were with a good group of friends that helped out, and one person we were with actually was a nurse, so she was really yeah, helpful. It was like um, clutch. <laughs> and yeah, and then and then for me, I just ate some undercooked meat in Cambodia. <laughs> you know, and, you know. You know We've been traveling for probably like six months, and I was probably had the feeling of like, I, you know, nothing can make me sick now. And it wasn't more than like six hours that it took, and that we were just like sitting there eating dinner, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah. And he was, we were in, a, we were in, in a dorm, and he was on the top bunk. Yeah. So like every fifteen minutes, he was jumping off the top bunk, and actually another girl in the room. A, yeah. So him and her were like tag teaming the bathroom. Oh no. Oh so, yeah. Like when you're sick, you just want to be comfortable and like. And when you're traveling, it is not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. And obviously, you guys have been through a lot, uh, especially through your travel experiences. So this is going into our next segment where we're going to talk about how travel and your relationship has has gone hand in hand. So how do you feel traveling, all these experiences together, how do you feel this has affected your relationship? You, you know, I... <laughs> So whenever we were talking about this trip, Jesse was in a really good place, like in his new job, and he was honestly like kind of against it, and he thought I was crazy. So there was like fights leading up to it, but there was a, a, a brief thought in my mind where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go, I'm going to do it myself, because this is like a trip that I want to do, and like I have so much respect for all the women that travel solo, um, but it like... If I would have, if that would have happened, I just think of all of these amazing moments that have like silently affected me that he wouldn't have been there for, and it's really, really hard coming back and having these life-changing experiences because you have nobody to talk to him about, and mm-hmm. if you talk about it, it sounds like you're bragging. In, in in a way, because it's like, oh, that one time when I was in Thailand, you know, it, it's like, it, but it's, it's, it's so much more than just traveling. Like it's, I, when I landed back, I, I, I'm a completely different person and to have, not have my best friend and my husband with me, like through all those experiences, like <laughs> it would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, to, to answer that question too, it's just, it's made us stronger as a couple to kind of coattail off what Lauren's saying it's just to go through all those experiences together um and those challenges and those ups and downs and highs and lows um it's really it it really it was a for us and we and we just got married the year before so it was a it was like our other than just trying to plan a wedding which has its own challenges um that was like our first big challenge as a as a married couple and uh we grew a ton 
together and individually, I think, um, from, from traveling as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely, um, you know, being able to go on that trip together and like you said, Lauren, like, uh, just, just being, doing that by yourself, it, it just wouldn't have been the same. And to be able to travel as a couple, I mean, uh, it's so rewarding in in so many different ways to be able to experience that with, you know, your best friend, your significant other. uh, It's it's definitely changes your relationship for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when planning a trip and I mean, this goes back to when you guys were uh, like you were saying, just from planning a wedding to planning this trip, who takes care of what? I'm a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am um, like type A to the fullest. Um, so I go like, I will go full Google, like Lonely Planet guidebook crazy and just try and absorb as much information as I can. And then I have, and then I, then I, based on like what I like or what I think Jesse would like, I kind of plan the route from there. Um, so basically I just go like, like way, way high and then I start like going in. I don't know, block by block, country by country, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm basically the country guru. Yeah, and then like I'm kind of the we coined we coined my my term is like the ground guy. Yeah. So <laughs> once we like Lauren has the route in mind and some and plans, but then I'm the I'm kind of the one that's like whether it's like hustling on the street negotiating our next taxi or or you know kind of figuring out what what we're doing in in the moment. And this more of the spontaneous side of things, that's kind of where I come into play. So I think we kind of complement each other pretty well in that aspect (laughs) because we've got two different sides of the spectrum and we don't uh, we don't butt heads really. We kind of have our roles at different times. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And and definitely playing to each other's strengths is always an awesome way to, uh, you know, plan a trip and and also travel as well. Uh, What about your you guys have been to many different places. What has been your favorite destination or a destination that you'd like to recommend for another couple favorite destination um for couples yeah oh for couples mm-hmm. um i don't know Should i think we... i mean like i think bali like is is like bali was cool in the sense for like as couples because like it has so much to offer so you could you could be on the beach one day and you could be like hiking up in the hills or like by a volcano in the afternoon. Waterfalls, I mean, it's waterfalls, and yeah. Diving. So there's there's like so much to offer on Bali, and then Bali's really close to like the Gillies, and if you want to go further, like over to Lombok, and like actually like hike up um, Rinjani. Rinjani and do like there's there's just like there's a lot of activities that you can do in a in a small area. Um, it's all kind of condensed around. It's romantic. Around I think we're yeah. kind of giving like the romantic honeymoon, but like if you if you're a couple that's like I love being outdoors and it's like yeah go to go to Nepal, God, you know. Um, I don't know. We've been to a lot of different places, and um, Asia definitely has our heart. So nice. All right, and do you guys have any other advice you want to give couple travelers out there in uh, regards to their relationship while they're on the road? Are we qualified to get involved? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say there's just two things. Um, stick together and stay positive mm. would be the two big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, without each other, you're not gonna. It's like you need each other to get through everything, um, and you're you're there as a couple and as a team. So sticking together 
no matter what happens. I mean, really, you just got to like make that kind of like the golden rule is sticking together. And then staying positive just makes everything happen and makes everything better. And it makes it just everything more tolerable if there is, if there are challenges. Um, having that positive attitude, you can just, it can make or break your whole day. Yeah, because definitely things get out of your control while traveling. Um, you know, and it's like you can't do anything about it. You know, you, if you miss a train, okay, well, yeah, that sucks. And you're probably out some money, but like you can't do anything about it. Just buy another ticket, figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there are worse things to happen um, than missing a train. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't agree any more than that, than to say, stay positive, or at least one uh, one part of the relationship or the couple stay positive, right? Uh, if if one's down, the, it doesn't really help that you know two two of the two of people are down. Uh, somebody's got to stay positive, and somebody's got to keep the the wheels going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So our podcast is about inspiring couples to travel more, and obviously you guys have taken a, a very interesting route, and that's uh, you know quitting your corporate lives to be able to go on the road for a little bit. So I want to talk a little bit, bit about that. But first off. Tell us a little bit about Wandering Stews. Where did the name come from? Uh, yeah, let's start there. Where did the name come from? So I think whenever we decided, I think it was actually we like gave our gave our notices. We were like, let's let's start an Instagram, um, you know, for like friends and family to follow, and like <clears throat> and a blog, and like we'll write about like what we did every day. <clears throat> oh my God, what we did every day, and that's kind of like the innocence of where it started. And we didn't have no plan. We didn't know how to run an Instagram account. We didn't even, like, we bought this camera, didn't really even know how to use the camera. Um, so I feel like we we went, like, I we look back and we laugh at how, like, naive. We're like, we'll just take good pictures, post them on Instagram, and we'll, like, be Instagram famous. It'll be great. Um, but the, just the whole idea was just started just to... Um, it was really started to just keep our family... Yeah. In touch and, and wandering, and we would be wandering. Stews, our last name is Stewart, so it's like we're the Stews. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of where it came. And, and actually, like the 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 umlaut on the on the U, other than like securing that it was being pronounced properly, um, <laughs> Lauren like Lauren's family is like a big German family, so it kind of was like for, like it was like a little play on doing the doing that. A little the ode to my to my and my Hutch. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that 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 was kind of the one that stuck um, for us. Gotcha. All right, and then uh, with the blog comes a lot of responsibilities, um, as in terms of taking photos, you know, social media, updating the blog. Who takes care of what? Um, we we do a good job at kind of sharing responsibility, um, but for the most part, I um, I write all the content. Um, but Jesse definitely helps me brainstorm on what to write. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we like we both. I guess he equally much contributes to ideas on what we should write about. Um, we both take the pictures. He's he probably takes more so than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's the tripod setup man. Yeah, and I um, and then I I do the editing too on the um, on the content as well. Yeah, gotcha. And did you guys get a chance when you're on the road to actually be able to update the blog, or are you guys uh, more so leave that to when you come home? You guys try to enjoy the moment a bit more. We had every intention of 
of blogging while we were um, in Asia. So we left January of 2017, came back September of 2017, and I think February, I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think our trip was a completely different, like we weren't going to Asia to like try and like really become like blog travel bloggers. Um, I think if we did do that, I, I think things would have been different, but we went and we just wanted to be in the moment, experience what we were experiencing and kind of just like roll with the punches, so to speak, and like devoting a day to not exploring or, you know, being in like a cafe somewhere connected to Wi-Fi just really wasn't what we wanted to do. And I just, I think we both agreed that if we were just writing content because we felt like we had to, it it wouldn't be good. Like, it would be this forced kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really agree with that. And to, you know, just be able to enjoy yourselves when you're on the road and um, not really focusing on your, your online, you know, agenda and to keep things going really helps with your travelers, especially together for sure. Yeah, and actually, I mean, we start. Yeah, I start. I guess we started it in January 2017. I think we wrote like five blog posts, and then was like radio silent for literally like eight months. Like I didn't start blogging until after we got home, probably not until like October, November of 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, while our blog has been technically live for a year, we probably have only done but something with it for like six months or something. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into a little bit about uh, you guys before you went. You took this journey. Uh, you guys had had full time jobs, and what what was the jumping off point? What what made you guys uh, make this vision clear? Well, what made this vision clear to you that you guys wanted to uh, jump off, quit your jobs, and get going? So I guess I'll answer that. Um, so I always kind of wanted to backpack through Europe. Like I remember being in high school and like just always wanting to backpack through Europe. Like I would cut grass and like save all my grass cutting money, like thinking that was going to like pay for my whatever excursion through Europe. Uh, well, it never happened. You know, we went to college, did our thing, graduated. Um, we basically did everything that we were supposed to do, you know, like what society and I'm using air quotes expects us to do. Um, and I think we never questioned, I, I never questioned it. I don't think Jesse ever questioned it. We just kind of went with the monotony of, of what you're supposed to do. And um, I got a job right out of college. I um, was really proud of it. Learned a lot. Worked with great people. But I also started, I also started to become extremely unhappy. And I didn't know why. I was just there was just this void of just unfulfillment. And um, my aunt and uncle in the 80s went traveling for a year and a half through Asia and New Zealand. And um, I don't know, I just thought of it one day and I was like, what am I doing? I'm not happy. I'm, you know, like then you go through this like YOLO, you only live once and I'm wasting my time and, you know, I'm almost 30. Like, what am I, what am I doing? And I think I just basically had a pre-midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for lack of better words, I called Jesse one day and I said, we're going to quit our jobs and go backpacking. And I think for like a year, he thought I was joking. 
Like, like, <laughs> all serious. I think he thought I was just like Lauren's having like a meltdown. Like this will be fine. And then we just started saving, and I started like planning, and I had like maps on the wall, and it just it came into him being like, I love you, I'm going to go with you, even with his own hesitation and his own reservations. Um, I think I can say for both, it was the, quitting our jobs was the best decision I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse, what what was that that moment in your mind that you realized that, you know, Lauren's really serious about this, I, I should start thinking about this too and, and, and see if this is, you know, what we're going to do? Um, well, the moment, it was multiple moments that, um, made me realize that it was going to, it was really going to happen. And it was just her, her persistence in, you know, saying this is what she wants to do. And so I've always been, in a lot of things I've done, I've always been played like an entrepreneurial role. So my like entrepreneur brain starts rolling and I'm like, all right, so how are we, you know, she's got the idea. She's like, this is what we're going to do. And then my brain goes to, how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. And kind of like starts weighing out like where we're at financially, where I've got, like, I've worked really hard. I'd worked really hard to get where I was um, at the current, at the current time. And I like, in my head, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to come get back to this spot if I just quit and leave and, and try to start over basically. So that was the, for me, that was the biggest obstacle was in my mind. It was, it was my mind. It was all in my head that like I created this, this big balloon that, that I didn't think I was, that was going to be attainable again. Um, and then I don't know if it was just, I, I don't, there was just like, it just wore you down. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> she was very persistent on that, but like it, it, it all of a sudden, like once I started, I think when I finally had a conversation with like one of my, he was like my colleague and also my mentor, um, where I was working and I had a conversation with him about it. Because I was so stressed to even talk to him about about what we're planning to do, um, when I told him, he was like, he was actually jealous, mm-hmm. and he was so he was je- it was a little jealous, but he was like so excited for us and took it a totally different way than I thought he would take it, and that's when like it finally like I get I get I guess kind of got a little bit soothed that everything was going to be okay, and then I was then it like just kind of it kind of dawned on me that like, we're going to be fine. Like we've, we've made it this far in life. We've overcame a ton to get where we are and we're, we're going to come back whenever we come back and we're going to figure it out and everything's going to be okay. And I think that was the toughest hurdle for me was like, what are we going to do when we get back? Just the whole unknown. The, mm-hmm. the whole, then after that, like that conversation and had that little just bit of like soothing, I, it, it hit me that we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And, and we are, and we've been, we've been great. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's when it finally, like it, it clicked for me. Now, this is what's interesting because, uh, with, with couples, there's those two fears is the, the fear of taking the leap and quitting their, your job to be able to do this. And then the next the longer term fear is what are you going to do when you come back? And we've interviewed uh, um, couples that have done the same thing. And actually, we interviewed one couple that uh, uh, one of them was able to take their job on the road. And that's that's how they kind of sustain themselves themselves. Um, but with you guys, did you how did you plan this out when you came back? Uh, did you did you have 
plans to return to your previous jobs or uh, while you were traveling, did you start to say, okay, at this point we need to start to really think about what we're coming back to? We we didn't. I mean, when we were traveling, we we never had a moment that we were like, we need to start considering that. We, we, we committed to like not thinking about that till we did come home. Gotcha. Um, just so we could like, you know, absorb ourselves in what we were doing. But for me, I, I definitely, well, I mean, we both were offered our jobs back um, when we like when when we left for well for me at least when we left my company said you've got a job waiting for you when you come home so that gave me some ease um, and actually like I felt pretty good about it but little did I know that I wouldn't want it back when we came back um, I you know just like I was saying earlier about the perspective and how travel changes your perspective and my wants and like needs or desires it totally changed so. And working where I was at before wasn't wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. Yeah, um, I think for me, I I just knew. I, I think I started realizing the, the things that were making me unhappy. Like I, how like I got to the point where I said, you know, it's kind of why I quit and needed just a little break. Um, so I I didn't want to go back to um, something that was familiar. Um, you know, I just I kind of took a break from that. I had this great, you know, like eight, nine month experience. Um, so I didn't want to go back to, to what I was doing, doing before. So, um, honestly, a lot of networking, um, with former coworkers, friends, um, I interviewed a lot. Um, I went through like kind of, I mean, no, no secret sauce. I mean, we, we were out there, we updated resumes, we were working with recruitment agencies, Kind of things like that, and um, I think once I started looking for a job, I don't think I started looking for a job until like mid October. Um, by beginning of December, I was I was employed again. So I mean, um, definitely, I know. I think we're kind of on the luckier side of things. I know it kind of takes people a while to get in, employed, but um, I mean, honestly, we really didn't have any plans when we came back. Gotcha. So um, obviously, a trip like this requires uh, some sort of, you know, uh, financial uh, savings during an extended, sometimes an extended period of time. How did you guys go about that? Like, because I mean, savings in general can be difficult, uh, especially for a newly married couple after a wedding. You know, how did you guys take uh, steps to actively save your money? So. I, we, we were actually supposed to go in 2016 and Jesse proposed to me um, and we were paying for half of our wedding and I think we soon realized that just on our incomes alone we could not pay for half of a wedding and then like also save for this trip that we we're going on. So we ended up pushing our trip back a year um, and I think one of the things that we talked about was we probably could have made the trip happen on the sooner side long story short it was two and a half years like in the making and we could have made it happen on the sooner side but I think the one thing we talked about was we didn't want to stop living our lives here like we go to concerts we go on weekend trips we go to the lake we go out with our friends we like to eat out you know we want to still go on our normal vacations and not just become like hermits Mm -hmm. um so I know that there are people that really, really, really sacrifice and don't and just kind of don't do any of that. Well, that, that just wasn't going to be realistic for us. So I think we, we committed to the idea of this is going to take 
you know, two years and we're fine with that because, you know, we're going to be leaving family and friends for, at that time it was, we thought it was going to be six months and ended up being closer to nine. So it's like why we, we want all these moments with, you know, grandparents and parents and friends. And, um, so other than that, other than just saving, um, I think I got a second job as a waitress for a short time, really wasn't good at it, <laughs> but <laughs> Other than just, you know, just normal saving habits, like we don't really, we didn't really have, we just didn't, we didn't do anything away. quite I mean, crazy. Yeah, I mean, just, just committing, you know, every paycheck, committing um, X amount of dollars to a savings account that was specifically for, for our travels. So that was really just, and then we're just doing it over a period of time. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Uh, I mean, and commitment is the biggest thing, I'd say, uh, definitely when, when, you know, if travel is your interest, if travel is what you guys want, I mean, just committing to that goal and saving that money is is the biggest thing, I think, for that. I think that's so interesting that you, you say that because I feel like we get, not even like from Instagram, just like friends are like, how do you guys travel all the time? And we, we just make it a priority, like how some people make, I don't know, Go, like buying season tickets for like a baseball game like that's yeah. they love baseball so they're they're gonna spend the hundreds of dollars on the tickets and then x amount of hundred dollars at every game or like whatever like travel is that to us like we make it a priority and just like with anything in your life that's a priority that's that important to you like you 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 figure it out mm-hmm. yeah and it's always interesting uh with your friends or with your family I mean, you have that friend that that sees you traveling, and they ask you, uh, "How do you guys afford to travel?" And it's and then you look at them, and and they've got this expensive car that that's where they put their money, right? And it, it just it doesn't click with them that you know they're putting their money somewhere else, and right. they're not using it towards you know travel or, or something else, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that's a that's a great a great uh, you know the comment about the car. Lauren, like for example, Lauren and I drive decent used cars, but they're paid for. Yeah, and that's one big bill that we don't that we don't deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Used cars is, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I guess if you're really into cars, then that's your priority. But mm-hmm. if you try to say that travel's your priority, and then you're going out and buying a new car that's really nice, it just it doesn't click for for us at least. <laughs> and don't get us wrong, like. Laura and I both owned new cars at one point in our life, and we did that. We had the car payment. Then we yeah. sold them. <laughs> then we sold them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, what is next for Wandering Stews? Where are you guys going to take this uh, this blog, your Instagram? What, where, where can we follow you? <laughs> you know, uh, we, we genuinely created this account. You know, I know we said we created this account for our – friends and family but it's it's really it's it's become something to inspire others you know like really mm-hmm. kind of you know like mike what you do with with your with your podcast and you know to to help inspire couples to travel and and educate people on how other couples are doing it and that's like that's what we want it to be for people is just a platform where we tell our stories we tell our tips and our tricks and what we do along the way um and hopefully have a little fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely have some fun doing it and just um just inspire people to do what we're doing because we we learned, you know, one of the things we learned while traveling is that not a lot of Americans even have passports. And that's a big bummer to us because, you know, as as US citizens, we just want we want our, you know, we want 
people to see the world and, and really see what's out there and see what's possible. And um, I think we've been really, like Lauren and I have been really fortunate to see what we have seen so far, but there's a lot of people out there that don't even know what they're missing. I think that's a big thing. Like, that's probably it. Don't know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're kind of here to tell that story of what's out there. Yeah, and you guys have a lot of great content on Southeast Asia, and, and especially Nepal. Uh, Nepal was beautiful when we went there. We haven't seen as much of Southeast Asia as you guys, and it's really great to see, especially Angkor Wat. That's definitely a place that's on my bucket list. I want to see that. So um, do you guys have any other advice you want to throw a couple out there that wants to start making travel a part of their lifestyle? Um, I know it's just like so cliche, but I think just being a part of what everybody calls like the Insta fam travel community is it's it's honestly filled with such positive messages and the whole social media thing like yeah people can get jealous and it can be taken that way but honestly it should just prove to you that these are Jesse and I you know speaking for herself I can't speak for Instagram but like we are everyday people like we didn't like we're working middle class we don't have wealthy families that are funding this. You know, it, it just kind of work hard. And if something's your passion, like, let it be your passion and just follow it. And, you know, like, just because people thought we were crazy for quitting our jobs, like, that doesn't mean you can't do it, too. You know, it, it's like kind of follow the beat to your own drum. And, I mean, it's your life. You know, you don't have to um, impress anybody but yourself, so to speak. And if, and if anyone has ever, you know, any couple or individual that's on the edge and, I, and I've told this to people before if you're on the edge or thinking about um, travel call us yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're happy to motivate you and give you all the pros of why it's beneficial and I think that's um, that's something I'm, I, you know, I that we live by uh, just call us or email us and we're happy to to help yeah, for sure. Don't 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 wonder like what if. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather I'd rather have quit our jobs, gone to Asia, and been like, oh my god, this sucks. I'm going home. Than have been like not to have done it. Not at to all. have done it at all. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't agree any more with that. So. Well, there you have it. Jesse and Lauren sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special to our guests today. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the show. Hey, yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Mike. Our pleasure. And I just want to hand the floor over to the two of you. What is the be- Where is the best place for our audience to check you out and reach out to you? Um, so we have a lot of uh, content, like you said, Mike, uh, Southeast Asia, Nepal. We're going to crank out some Morocco. Um, so wanderingstudio.com or we're on Instagram. So we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 28 for this show notes page and learn more about Jesse and Lauren. Leave a comment on the page. Let us know about your trip. How did you save your money, put your money away and take that leap to take that journey together with your significant other. We'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and family. Go to our Instagram page, instagram.com slash to the nations worldwide and find that Maldives giveaway and join it to win a trip to the Maldives. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. 
hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.